Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Football season can get a little hectic from grabbing snacks for the tailgate to fueling your kids for practice. Experience drone delivery with Wing. Get fast, safe, and eco-friendly delivery in 30 minutes or less. Now in select neighborhoods in Dallas-Fort Worth. To see if Wing has landed in your neighborhood, visit wing.com slash Texas football. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days, and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high-quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance. Really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that's, I think, richer than we used to be. Yeah. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Miss 305. She's the Prime Minister of Thanksgiving. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Happy win- Thursday. I don't Thursday. know what day it is. It's game day. It's game day. It's it game is game day. Game. We will, game. by the end, by the time we lay our head down to go to bed tonight, we will know four state championship games. We know two now, mm-hmm. the 1A state championship games. We will know the 2A Division One state championship game and the 3A Division One state championship game by the time we tuck ourselves into our little football bed. I'm going to Brock Malakoff tonight. That rocks. There's mm-hmm. a whole slew of us going. I'm interested in getting your perspective i've seen malakoff so i'm very interested to see what brock brings to the table what b rock is, is b rock today is thursday december 7th 2023 it is 357 days until thanksgiving happy 50th birthday to former cowboy terrell owens yeah t.o the big five though terrell hey. owens is 50 today it is episode 1707 on today's show folks we're going to pull some receipts. Yep. We're going to take a look. We are we are nothing if not transparent here on this show. Uh, we are going to take a look at how the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff did with our regional picks and our state championship picks uh, at the beginning of the playoffs. So we will dive into the numbers and see who did the best, who did the worst, who has the most state champions still alive. We'll get into that. And then back half of the show, a brief look at every state championship, at state semifinal game, a very brief, very y'all buckle very short, in for a thirty-six minute pick video. Very short 
preview of all 20 Texas high school football state semifinal games. I could like Very go short, home and come back. Tiny. And tiny, would still tiny, be playing a, the picks. Just a blip on the time code. Just a little bit. So, very mm-hmm. brief. Stay tuned for that. Do we have our fourth the door? We sure do. Jersey number 69, nice. Joey Hill, Daniel Agnew, and Tony Blaylock. Welcome in, fellas. Welcome in, friends. Sorry. My delicious community oh. <laughs> was, um, I was just enjoying it too much. All right, Pickle. Here on Texas Football Today, and here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, we... We make a lot of predictions. Yeah. We talk a lot about football. And we kind of think of ourselves as high school football experts. Mm-hmm. You know, your mileage may vary on that, especially after the segment. Yeah. Um, and at the beginning of the playoffs, we put out predictions for each classification and each region of each classification, including... Uh, by the way, I should mention this. This is only going to deal with the 11-man ones. Uh, if we wanted to go back to the 6-man, because we had a special group of selectors for that. In 1A Division One, um, we were... Let's see. Uh, Bobby Brown got two out of the four regional finalists. Lehman Saunders got three out of the four. Craig Sperry got two out of the four. And I got two out of the four. So Lehman Saunders did best there. And then in 1A Division 2, yeah, Bobby got, Bobby went 4 for 4, mm. Lehman went 3 for 4, Craig Sperry went 4 for 4, and I went 3 for 4. So the headline here is that I did the worst. Correct. That'll be a common theme here. Because what we want to do is we want to take a look at those regional predictions and what we thought was going to happen at the beginning of the playoffs and who did the best of our five selectors so pickle roll roll that beautiful bean footage let's see how we did in our regional picks matt step leading the charge Mm -hmm. he's got 24 of his 40 regional picks in the state semifinals 24 not bad not bad considering uh so he's batting 60 percent right Second place, Mallory Hartley. 21 out of 40. That Frisco Emerson picked it her well. Frisco Emerson was the real difference maker. (laughs) I wanted to look this up because there were a couple, we all had a couple of picks that like, like made this look smart. For step, South Oak Cliff. Mm Mm-hmm. He was the only one to pick South Oak Cliff, I believe. Yeah, good for him for picking the two-time reigning state champion. Yeah, we all overthought it. Yeah. (laughs) Mallory Hartley picked Frisco Emerson. That's more impressive. Sorry, Step, but that's more impressive. You and I tied at exactly 50%. We got exactly half of the regional finalists Mm -hmm. correct. The one that I'm going to pull a receipt on, Uh I was the only one to take Belleville to win the region. Yeah. And I was the only one to take Sunray to win the region. Yep. That was the only one. That was the one that I... Um, really hit on. You had one. I'm trying to think that was uh, a little bit off the off the board that mm. ended up paying paying off. Um, I don't know. I can't remember. What Ni- it was. Uh, Ishmael went 19 of 40, so he brought up the rear. Um, but he was one of the. He took a lot of risks. If you go back and look at it, he had a lot of high high variance picks. For example, he had Hitchcock, I believe, winning mm-hmm. winning the the region. Um, he had, uh, there was one in 3AD2. Oh, he had Harmony winning the region. He had Poth winning their region, right? He took, a, a, I think, a little bit more of a riskier uh, approach to this. Uh, so he is right below 50%. You and I right at 50%. Mallory right above 50%. And Matt Stepp leading the way at 24 of 40. But then there's one other way to look at this, and that is, because we, we made those regional picks, but we also made state championship picks. And... Let's take a look at how everyone's doing. Now, Matt Stepp is leading the way again. Seven out of his 10 state championship picks are still alive. North Shore, DeSoto, Alito, South Oak Cliff, Canadian, Timpson, and Mart. Mm-hmm. Ishmael Johnson, and Mal- Ishmael Johnson, who did worse on regional picks, is has six of his state championship picks alive. For example, you see a couple of the, of the, the, uh, the risky ones there. Mm-hmm. Fort Bend Marshall and Hitchcock. Right, but he's still got Duncanville, DeSoto, Alito, Gunner, Timpson, and Albany. Same thing for Mallory. Mallory's got all four of those. She lost with Love, uh, Lovejoy, Bernie, Carthage, and Columbus. And then there's TFT. We are each 
Five for five. We've got yeah, five we were 50% alive. Yeah, we percent the whole, the we are, whole we way. We are exactly shooting exactly 50%. Yeah. Uh, we have the same five teams alive. Mm-hmm. North Shore, DeSoto, Alito, Gunner, and Albany. And then the only thing that we had different was... Was 582. Lake Creek You had Lake and Creek and I had Melissa. Melissa. Which uh, is funny because that's the region, as you can see there, Step won that out. But that's the region that every single person had a different state championship yeah. pick. But you can see, you can see, there are a couple of common threads, a couple ones that really romped our, our Carthage, things. Carthage and Kilgore. Yep. Carthage, Kilgore, and Columbus are the ones that really destroyed a lot of brackets. Same thing goes with Bernie. A lot mm-hmm. of us had Bernie. Uh, me, a lot you, of us, yeah. Me and WTF had uh, had Bernie mm-hmm. winning in four A Division One. So, which makes me feel good that at least when we saw the results of those games, we were like, "Oh man, that's a stunner!" It wasn't yes. just like we were way out in yeah. left field. <laughs> um. So there you go. Matt Step leading the charge. He's got seven of his ten state championship picks alive. He's got twenty four of his forty regional picks still playing football. Mallory Hartley, Ishmael Johnson pulling up, uh, coming up in second place, and uh, TFT shooting fifty percent. Right? Hey, we are. We have we are been. Consistent. I was going to say we have been very honest this whole time that we are mediocre mm-hmm. at everything. We have said from the beginning of this show, <laughs> this is a mediocre <laughs> internet, internet show. show, and all and we did was say? prove that we've been telling you the truth the whole yeah. time. So honestly, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very glad that we are on brand. <laughs> For being so predictable. So there you have it. That is how we've done on our predictions so far. Um, about 50% for TFT. Step's doing a little bit better. Well, Mallory's this, doing a little bit better. This is all... And Ish is probably on balance about 50% too. Yep. Like on balance. So Exactly how I would have drawn it up. Sounds about right to me. Anyway, there's our receipts. That's uh, a little bit of transparency here on Texas Football Today. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, let's break down all 20 UIL Texas High School Ball State semifinal games. But first, a word from these valued partners. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas, we're glad you're here. Wing is the largest residential drone delivery provider in the world. Delivering to your home in less than 30 minutes. Order using an app just like other popular delivery services and Wing's automated drone takes care of the rest. It's fast, safe, and sustainable and it's now delivering to parts of Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. You can learn more at wing.com slash texasfootball. Again, that's wing.com slash texasfootball. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support. VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. 
VCR now. All right. So we're going to do something a little bit different here. So the state semifinals start tonight. Five o'clock, actually. Businessman special between Toller and Stratford. Um, and we're going to preview all 20 games. But we're also, that's going to be the last thing we do on the show. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to fast forward. We're going to flip flop final thoughts to, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Not final Median thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. Thoughts before a big segment before we roll the credits. So here with America's second favorite segment, final thoughts is Ashley Pickle. Um, coming up at 2 o'clock today, if you're interested. So you're about to hear Tepper's predictions. But if you're interested in hearing Mallory and I's for every single state semifinal game, uh, we will be doing that on our big state semifinal preview of WTF. So join us wherever you're watching now at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock, WTF. Uh, without further ado, here is a brief look. A teeny tiny baby look at all 20 UIL Texas High School Ball State semifinal games here on the picks on Texas Football Today. 40 teams across the state of Texas, a chance to etch your name in history. This is the 2023 Texas High School Football State semifinals. These are the picks. Welcome into the Picks, your guide to the Texas High School Football Weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to the state semifinal round of the 2023 Texas High School Football Playoffs. There are 40 teams with state championship dreams that are left remaining in the playoffs. That does not count, by the way, the four teams that have already punched their ticket to AT&T Stadium in the 1A state championships. Congratulations to Gordon and Westbrook, who will square off in the 1A Division I state title game, and to Benjamin and Oglesby, a first-timer through to their first state championship game in the 1A Division II title game. Congratulations again them. They get the week off. They get to play next Wednesday at AT&T Stadium. But that leaves us 20 games, 20 tickets to be punched to AT&T Stadium, and 20 hearts to be broken. We call it the cruelest round of the Texas high school football playoffs because if you win this week, you're remembered forever. Even if things don't go well at AT&T Stadium, you made it there. You made it to a state championship game, and that is a program-defining moment. If you don't, though, if you lose this week, that's tough. There's 20 games across the state, 40 teams with eyes on AT&T Stadium. We will go through every single game in this very brief video. Do not check the timestamp. We start in Lubbock. Six o'clock Thursday night at Lowry Field in Lubbock. It is a 2A Division II state semifinal matchup between the Sunray Bobcats and the Albany Lions. It's the defending state champs against a relative upstart in Sunray into their first state semifinal since 2003 and actually in the fifth round of the playoffs for the first time in program history. And there is no doubt about who is the straw that stirs the drink for Sunray. It is quarterback Armando Luan, who is out of control folks. Eight total touchdowns last week in their blasting of Clarendon in the regional final. They were exceptional. And by the way, do not overlook their defense as well, which has gotten better every week. Defensive lineman Julio Viedo leads the way for this Bobcats defense. They've got a tall task this week to knock off the defending state champs in Albany, who just mowed past Collinsville last week. And the defense, led by Jackson Hole, was just outstanding. This defense is so sound. They don't miss tackles. And that's the thing that really impresses me. They play as a unit. They fly to the football. And when they get there, they strike you and they get you to the ground. It is really fun to watch. Not to mention their, their offense. With Adam Hill, they're running back. When he gets going downhill, he is really hard to stop. And this offense is really hard to stop. Their quarterback, the lefty, Chip Chambers, has grown into the role as well and he is a real additive to victory for them as well. This game comes down to can Sunray find a way through what has been an outstanding Albany defense and can that Sunray defense continue to play up to its paper. I think that Armando Luan may have some magic left in him but I think that Albany's got to be your favorites. I think playoff pedigree matters and Albany's got the advantage there. I think the Lions go back to AT&T Stadium to defend their crown. 
7 o'clock Friday night at Crusader Stadium in Belton. It is a 2A Division II state semifinal between the Mart Panthers and the Chilton Pirates. This is actually a rematch of a quarterfinal back in 2021, if you remember back then uh, when these two teams were both in Region 3. Mart has been their normal dominant self through Region 3 play. They've won their first 14 games of the season by an average margin of more than 40 points. They have been absolutely outstanding. Last week against Lovelady, they ran into some trouble. They were down 20 to 10 at halftime before hitting the Jets in the second half and rattling off, let me check my notes, 47 straight uh, to win the game going away. Uh, the running game is really good with J.D. Bell and DeMontrell Medlock. Uh, the defense has stepped up in a big way with Abram Ross and company. But did Lovelady write a little bit of a script that Chilton can follow? They're certainly capable of running the ball with DeCorey and Evans. This Chilton offense looked fantastic in their win last week uh, to make it here over Fall City. Uh, They've also got a dual-threat quarterback in Isaiah Red. He has been fantastic, and I think their defense is playing their best football right now. This is an interesting matchup. Now, Region 3 has typically dominated Region 4 in games like this, specifically Mart when they've been in Region 3. But Chilton has a number of weapons, especially Evans and Red, that I think can really challenge Mart. Can they find enough traction on this Mart defense, and can Mart find a way, a counterpunch like they did last week against Lovelady? Uh, this game's interesting. I do think the playoff pedigree again matters, and Mart has that in buckets. I think the Panthers are heading back to AT&T Stadium. 5 o'clock Thursday at Lions Stadium in Vernon. It is a 2A Division I state semifinal between the Toller Rattlers and the Stratford Elks. And if you like your football mean and nasty and physical and hard-hitting, welcome to this ball game because this game is going to be all of those things and more. These two teams are a lot of fun to watch. They've been dominant, coming off of dominant wins last week, and they each have a player that I think embodies what their entire team is about. For Toller, it's running back Peyton Brown, who is a enormous, throttling running back back there, a guy who is a bulldozer and a guy who you just get tired of tackling. Peyton Brown is such a menace back there because he's so big and physical and he runs with such authority. That is going to be a real challenge for the Stratford defense. Now on the other side for Stratford, you've got Bryce Braden, their quarterback and linebacker, and he is a moose. Okay, He's just a big, thick dude who comes through with big plays on both sides of the ball. He is their leading passer, rusher, tackler, sacker, and tackles for loss guy. He does everything for the Stratford team, and he is worth the price of admission by himself. That is what makes this game so interesting is the individual star power on both sides, and they're both built to win big physical matchups. I have agonized over this game. I think this is the toughest game to call this weekend, plain and simple. And it is going to be really intriguing to see which defense can come up with the stop. Here's where I land on it. I think that the Stratford defense, led by Braden and Karsten Long, gives them the slightest of edges. That is where I ended up landing on it after about a weekend of thinking about it. This game's going to be close. It is going to be hard-hitting as all get-out. But I think that Stratford edges out Toller. I think the Elks are heading for AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Thursday night at Woodforce Bank Stadium in Shenandoah. It is a 2A Division I state semifinal between the Timpson Bears and the Ganado Indians. In a regional final round full of stunners across the state of Texas, maybe no team in the state pulled the bigger upset than the Ganado Indians last week with what they did against Refurio. Remember, in week 11, they lost to Refurio by 23 points. 27 days later, they beat Refurio by 29 points. Absolutely stunning what Josh Irvin and company have been able to do down there. It was a defensive masterclass out there for the, for the Ganado Indians, and their defense found a lot of balance. Running back Dylan Holt was very good. Quarterback Bryce Ullman made some big boy throws. This was a masterpiece from Ganado. Now they got to follow it up in a state semifinal against the Timpson Bears and the best player in 2A football in Terry Bussey. Uh, the reigning Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year is uh, Superman. I mean, what do you say about him at this point? He is the most dominant player in 2A football, and Ganado's going to have to find an answer for him. Now, Timpson's pretty banged up right now. 
Running back J.J. Garner left the game last week against Garrison with an injury. We do not know his status this week. They were already banged up coming into this game. Now, keep in mind, this is a Timpson defense that's been playing well as well, lead, led by their linebacker, Tyler Lane. So don't throw dirt on them on that, in that regard. Uh, this has got to be about Terry Bussey, right? I mean, it, he is he's going to be the central figure in this game. Can Ganado slow him down? Can they come up with big stops? Can Terry Bussey get loose and put on a legacy performance to take Timpson to their first ever state championship game? That is the real question. Remember, in 2A Division I, Region 4 has had an absolute stranglehold on the semifinals. Region 3 has not won a semifinal since 2012. When Mart did it, they're not even the same classification now. Okay? It is a fascinating ball game, but in the end, I'm going to the team with the single individual best playmaker. I ain't picking against Terry Bussey. I think the Timpson Bears are heading for AT&T Stadium. 6 o'clock Friday night at Wildcat Stadium in Abilene. It's a 3A Division II state semifinal between the Gunner Tigers and the Canadian Wildcats for the seventh time in eight years. So that's a thing. This is a game we've been waiting for since the final gun of the title game last year. Both teams are undefeated. Both teams have been absolutely dominant. Both teams have won their games by a combined average of 53 points per game. It is judgment day in 3A Division II. It's what it is. Canadians got the number one offense in 3A Division II, led by quarterback Cameron Cavalier, outstanding wide receiver in Luke Flowers, big-time running back in Caden Crooks, and their defense has been excellent as well, led by linebacker Wyatt Davis. Gunner has got one of the most exciting playmakers in 3A football in Walker Overman at the quarterback spot, a uh, wide receiver out wide in Cannon Lindbergh, and their defense has the number two scoring defense in all of 3A Division II, led by Braden Hinton. So how do you split these two teams? Right? It, this is the, the $64,000 question. The winner of this game is going to be, in my opinion, the heavy favorite to win the 3A Division II state championship game. I am a little concerned about Gunner's defense. Uh, last week, Jacksboro kind of lit them up a little bit, hung 33 points on them, which uh, is the first time they've really been touched up this year. Canadian has a better offense than Jacksboro, so that is something to keep in mind here. But in the end, I think the X factor in this game is Walker Overman, the quarterback for Gunner. I think he is the single individual most dynamic player in this game, and he has a, a, the ability to come up with one or two extra plays to win it. Now, something to keep in mind in this game. I am wrong a lot on this game. So, yeah, grain of salt, but I'm taking Gunner. Congratulations to Canadian. 7 o'clock Thursday night at Randall Reed Stadium in New Caney. It is a 3A Division II state semifinal between the Dangerfield Tigers and the Tidehaven Tigers. Dangerfield's in a semifinal for the first time since 2012, which is actually one of the longest droughts for them in program history, but what a job Davin Nelson and company have done to get here. Tidehaven in their first semifinal since 1981, which is particularly interesting. And for a 3A Division II game, there's a ton of star power here, right? For, for Dangerfield, they have got Aaron Hampton, the, the Texas commit, who is absolutely outstanding. I think their quarterback, Chase Johnson, is a lot of fun to watch. And they've got a star sophomore running back in Ashton Williams, and I'm really excited to see what he does in this game. On the Tidehaven side, they've got Joseph Dodds, the Baylor commit, who has been one of the most reliable running backs in all of Texas high school football this season. He is a lot of fun to watch, and they needed every bit of it in their come-from-behind win in the regional final last week. Uh, this game is really interesting stylistic clash. For Tidehaven, they're a little bit more plotted a little bit more three yards in a cloud of dust, at least more than, than Dangerfield, who hits a lot of home runs, right? They want to take the top off this defense. A big question in this one is how long can this Tidehaven defense, which has been very good this year, how long can they keep the lid on this Dangerfield attack? I think this game's really fascinating and has an opportunity to be one of the most competitive games of the entire weekend, but I give Dangerfield's explosivity the very slight edge. I think the Tigers of Dangerfield, that is, are heading for AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Thursday night at the Star in Frisco. It is a 3A Division I state semifinal between the Brock Eagles and the Malakoff Tigers. This is a rematch of last year's state semifinal where Brock pulled away with a 21-10 win en route to their state title berth. Uh, and, and kind of the, the principles are about the same in this game. Malakoff's the faster team. Chauncey Hogg and Jerrion Hall are certified burners. Brock is the bigger and more plotting and more physical team, though, with quarterback Brody Woods, who's been really good for them 
and their running back Brad Tudor. Both defenses have been very good as well. Brock's got Cooper Massey in the middle of that defense, and for Malakoff, Doc Renberg leads the way. You go back to last year's game, right? We mentioned Brock, a 21-10 win. They were able to neutralize the speed advantage there uh, by making Malakoff more or less play in a phone booth, and that was really impressive from Brock. Can they do that again? I'm going with Malakoff, and the reason is the growth of quarterback Mike Jones. Who? Mike Jones. I think he is going to come up with a couple of big throws that he wasn't able to make last year. I think he's going to dial 281-330-8004 and come up with a big win. This game is close like it was last year, but I think the result is different. I think Malakoff is heading for AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Thursday at SciFair FCU Stadium in Cyprus. It is a 3A Division I state semifinal between the Franklin Lions and the Edna Cowboys. Hey, do you remember at the beginning of the playoffs when the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew did predictions and none of us picked the two-time defending state champions to win their own region? Oops! Yeah, Franklin's making us all look a little silly now, and, and we should have seen it coming, right? This time of year, this is when they win. They've won 16 straight playoff games, and they are looking like a vintage Franklin team. What I think is so impressive is the defense, led by Braden Smith, has really grown up, I think, over the past six weeks or so. They're playing exceptional football right now. We know they're going to be able to run the ball with running back Jaden Jackson. Taking on an Edna team that they're familiar with, they played them last year in the semifinal, but quarterback Jaden Clay is a certified super superstar for this Edna team. He is a lot of fun to watch, uh, and their defense has been outstanding all year long, and it's, it's especially playing well right now. Go look at what they did to Blanco last week. But this game, I think, largely comes down to the difference in regional styles, right? Uh, region 4 is the power region, and Region 3 is the speed region. And traditionally, at least over the past you know decade or so, Region 3 has won out. Uh, they have Region 4 has not won a semifinal here since 2016 when Yoakum did it. And especially going back to last year, Franklin Speed gave Edna all sorts of trouble in a 41 to 13 win. I think it's closer than it was last year, but I think that Franklin's rolling right now. I think the Lions are back to defend their crown at AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Friday night at Children's Health Stadium in Prosper. It is a 4A Division II state semifinal between the Glen Rose Tigers and the Gilmer Buckeyes. Two surprise entrants in the state semifinals, but kind of for different reasons. For Glen Rose, they were 1-4 to start the year, and around here we were thinking, yeah, that, that honestly sounds about right. This is a Glen Rose team that didn't make the semifinals last year, but they graduated really, really heavy and lost a lot of their star power, and we thought, okay, well, they're going to kind of take a step back. Nope! Here in the state semifinals once again, quarterback Canyon Evans has been absolutely outstanding, and wide receiver Josiah Groenweg is one of the most dangerous receivers in the state right now. Their defense makes plays. They forced 28 turnovers this season. They're going up against a Gilmer team that wasn't expected to be here because they're kind of a fun but not serious team, right? Their offense is a lot of fun to watch. Caden Tennyson, their quarterback, and Will Henderson, the running back, they, they put up points, but they were 67th in the in 4A Division II in scoring defense, plus they had to get through Carthage. Well, here they are after pulling an absolute stunner in that last week and knocking off Carthage, snapping an eight-game losing streak to the Bulldogs to make it to a state semifinal. So both these teams can claim that nobody believed in them, right, to make it to this point. So what happens when they meet up in a state semifinal? Uh, Gilmer is flying high and playing outstanding football right now. I just can't get over the fact that I think that Glen Rose defense has an advantage in this one when you stack up the defenses. I think this game's fascinating, and certainly Gilmer's got the firepower to win this ball game. but I think Glen Rose looks like the more complete team right now, and I think that's why they get the edge. I think the Tigers are heading for AT&T Stadium. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at the field in Pflugerville. It is a 4A Division II state semifinal between the Wimberley Texans and the Belleville Bramas. Uh, for Wimberley, this is old hat. They're back in a state semifinal for the fifth time in seven years. We do not give Doug Warren enough credit for what he's done down there with that Texans program. Simply magnificent. For Belleville, first time they're staying in the state semifinals since 2012. Wimberley cruised through Region 4 like they normally do. They're winning their games by an average margin of about 40 points per game. Defense has been outstanding and quarterback Cody Stover really feels like he's taken that next step. He's made that leap, and it's been a lot of fun to watch him do it. But I would argue to you that Wimberley has not been tested in a real way, played a team in their real weight class in about three months since they played Brock back in non-district play. Got a win in that game, but 
you know, it's been a minute since we've seen them tested. They will get tested this week against Belleville, who is the most dominant team in 4A Division II. Hard stop. They are number one in scoring offense in 4A Division II. They are number one in scoring defense in 4A Division II. They are number two in the entire state. All classifications in margin of victory, winning their games by an average of 49 points per game. And their slot T is humming. They got three backs back there. D.D. Murray, Sam Renicki, and uh, Corian Hood, who have gone for over 5,000 yards and 79 touchdowns on the year. It is shocking stuff. Plus, on the defensive side, they have an absolute animal in the middle of that defense in defensive lineman, DJ Sanders. Go watch his tape. It is shocking. Shocking tape. So, can Wimberley slow down the slot T? Can Belleville find a way to neutralize this outstanding passing attack from Wimberley? This game is fascinating, but I gotta go with the Bramas in this one. I think Belleville is heading for the state championship game. 7 o'clock Friday night at C.H. Collins Stadium in Denton. It is a 4A Division I state semifinal between the Decatur Eagles and the Anna Coyotes. And we get an ultra rarity here. A state semifinal rematch. That's right. These two teams played in week one when Anna took a 37-30 win over Decatur. And, and both teams have changed and grown, but that's just really interesting that they're going to be seeing each other once again on the biggest stage. Uh, for Anna, we had big questions coming into the year because they were replacing uh, an FBS quarterback and a do-everything running back, but they've done that in a big way And because quarterback Zyandre Williams has been unbelievable. Wide receiver Jacob Emmers has emerged as a huge threat in the passing game, and the running game with Edward Chumley is dangerous as well. Going up against a Decatur team that is getting its legs underneath them with running back Nate Palmer. He is just such a superstar. He was out with a, a number of games due to injury, but he is back with a vengeance, and they're starting to get that feeling of like a team of destiny type thing there in Decatur. Go look at what they did to break the hearts of Brownwood last week if you want to see what I mean. In their first meeting, right, 37-30 and a win, both superstars took center stage. Okay, Nate Palmer ran for 196 yards and a pair of scores. Zyandre Williams went for 353 total yards and four touchdowns. Which defense can contain the other superstar the best? That's the real question in this one. This is a coin flippy type game, and I'm fascinated to see how it plays out. But I think Anna gets the win. I think they're heading for AT&T Stadium for the first time. 7 o'clock Friday night at McLean Stadium in Waco. It is a 4A Division I state semifinal between the Tyler Chapel Hill Bulldogs and the San Antonio Davenport Wolves. What is up with second-year varsity programs? It feels like it started in 2015, right when Brock won a state championship as a second-year uh, varsity program, at least competing for UIL honors. And then you had Alvin Shadow Creek win a title in 2019. Katie Pato won a title in 2021. And now Davenport into a state semifinal in their second varsity season. Remember, we thought they were going to take a step back. Like, we, we, they were losing the running back, Shaston Golden. They were supposed to fall back to the pack, but instead they're here in a state semifinal because Tristan Hamlin, their quarterback, has been outstanding. Barrett Fallon has really picked up the pace at the running back spot. They have a talented group of wide receivers. They surged past Port Lavaca Calhoun last week to win Region 4. Now they get a very different test in Chapel Hill, who is a big offense, wide open. Demetrius Brisbane, the superstar quarterback, and Ricky Stewart, they have speed to burn. This is a much faster team than Davenport faced last week. And more importantly for Chapel Hill, we saw them do what we've been waiting for them to do all year, which is to bow up against a big physical team and come out with a defensive win. And that's what they did last week when they avenged their loss to Kilgore. It's awfully impressive from Jeff Reardon's squad. Now, the key matchup in this one is the Chapel Hill front seven against this running game for Davenport. Take a look at the numbers. In Davenport's losses, they average four yards a carry. In their wins, they average nearly seven. That's the whole ball game in this one. So can Chapel Hill match up up front against this Davenport team? I gotta be honest, this Davenport team's looking like a team of destiny right now, and the way they're playing is awfully impressive. I think the Wolves are heading to the AT&T Stadium. 7 o'clock Friday night at the Star in Frisco. It is a 5A Division II state semifinal between the South Oak Cliff Golden Bears and the Frisco Emerson Mavericks. Speaking of second-year varsity programs, the Emerson Mavericks, just the third Frisco ISD team to play in a state semifinal, joining Frisco High and Frisco Lone Star. And what a job Kendall Miller has done with this young program. And it's easy to see why they're here. Points. 
points, 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 points. They average nearly 57 points per game. Quarterback Mike Hawkins has been fantastic. Running back Izzy Bills is a real dynamo back there. They have a legion of talented wide receivers, a great offensive line. They put on a clinic last week offensively in their 59-48 win over Colleyville Heritage. Their offense is absolutely humming right now. But here come the two-time defending champs in South Oak Cliff who are looking like vintage South Oak Cliff. What they did to Lovejoy last week was shocking. Absolutely shocking dominance, what they did. And the running game got going. Khalil Ewell and Danny Green was fantastic. They're throwing the ball well with William Little. And they took a Lovejoy team that was averaging 44 points a game, and they hung a donut on them. It was awfully impressive from South Oak Cliff, and they are playing outstanding football right now. I don't know if I love this matchup for Emerson. I think that this is a South Oak Cliff defense that is designed to slow down offenses like them. And the Frisco-Emerson defense gives me a little bit of the willies, especially the way this running game is going. I got to see if Frisco-Emerson can match up up front against this physical offensive and defensive front for South Oak Cliff. I think this game has a chance to be a lot of fun there at the start, but South Oak Cliff's got the playoff pedigree and they have got that look in their eye like they're heading back to AT&T Stadium. I think the Golden Bears go back to defend their crown. 7 o'clock Friday night at Cypher FCU Stadium in Cyprus. It's a 5A Division II state semifinal between the Port Natchez Groves Indians and the Liberty Hill Panthers. It's a purple party in Cyprus, and it is another rematch from last year. Remember, this was a state semifinal last year where Port Natchez Groves came away with a win, and we can jazz it up all you want, gussy it up however you want, but there's one matchup that we're going to talk about in this ballgame, and it is this Port Natchez Groves defense led by Jacob Cabrera and masterminded by Jeff Joseph going up against the slot T offense for Liberty Hill led by Noah Long and Ben Carter. That's the whole ballgame in this one. Now last week, last year when they met, Port Natchez Groves really stymied the Liberty Hill slot T attack, but that comes with a pretty serious asterisk because Liberty Hill is really banged up. They were without two of their top three rushers in that game. They are healthy in this game. How much does that change things? I'm really interested to see that matchup. The other side is interesting as well because for all we talk about the running game for Liberty Hill, which has been fantastic, Port Nation's Groves can run the ball as well. Isaiah Nguyen is an outstanding back back there, and they are getting healthy at the right time. They have a number of playmakers that are going to make this Liberty Hill defense work. I think this game is really intriguing because, especially in contrast to what we saw last year when they met, because I do think Liberty Hill is better than they were last year. I also think Port Nature's Groves is better than they were last year, and I think that's the difference. I think the Indians go back to AT&T Stadium. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Midlothian ISD Stadium. It is a 5A Division I state semifinal between the Alito Bearcats and the Forney Jackrabbits. It's an all-DFW state semifinal, which is a little interesting. And after a couple of minor road bumps, the Alito machine appears to be fully online. And what's going on there is, is silly. I mean, quarterback Hoss Haney, running backs, Racing Guillory, and Hawk Patrick Daniels. The defense, it's all clicking right now for the Bearcats. Cats, and that is the challenge facing this Jackrabbits team, which is in the first state semifinal since 2002, coming off of a thrilling, heart-stopping double overtime win over Lancaster to make it to the state semifinals. Uh, if Forney is going to pull off the stunner, and make no mistake, it would be a stunner if they knocked off Alito, the path is, in my mind, getting Alito into a track meet and getting Javion Osborne, their outstanding running back, and quarterback Kyle Crawford going, get this game into the four and see if you can make a couple of big defensive plays. But plain and simple, I don't think Alito's defense lets it get there. Lets it get there. And for all the talk about the offensive firepower they've got, I think their defense is starting to stain on its head as well. I think this game's a little interesting, especially if Forney can get that offense cooking, but I think Alito has eyes on AT&T Stadium. I think the Bearcats make it back to the title game. 7 o'clock Friday night at Buccaneer Stadium in Corpus Christi. It is a 5A Division I state semifinal between the Smithson Valley Rangers and the Brownsville Veterans Memorial Chargers. It happened. A Rio Grande Valley team is in a state semifinal for the first time in 20 years after Brownsville Vets storms back from a 21-point fourth quarter deficit to stun Corpus Christi Miller 
and make Rio Grande Valley history. What an unbelievable job by first-year coach J.C. Ramirez. And the flexbone offense is starting to hum, led by quarterback Storm Montoya. And their defense, led by Jaime Martinez, has been very strong as well. They play complementary football. The offense goes on long, sustained drives. The defense stands up because it's rested. If they're going to become the first Rio Grande Valley team to play for a state championship since 1961, they will have to go through one of the most pedigreed programs in San Antonio in Smithson Valley, who is through to the state semifinal after a thrilling come-from-behind win over A&M Consolidated. And Larry Hill, the longtime coach there at Smithson Valley, uh, we know what his teams are about. They are about defense, and they have been. De- it's been a defensive masterclass here from them lately, led by Jackson Maynard up front. They've got some explosivity offensively as well with Freddie Dubose. Uh, if Brownsville Veterans Memorial is going to pull the upset, and it would be an upset, plain and simple, the path through it is going to be ball control. They have to keep this ball away from Smithson Valley, go on long sustained drives, and lean on their defense to come up with stops. In the end, I think Smithson Valley is too good, plain and simple. I think they are one of the most talented teams in all of 5A Division I, and I think the Rangers are heading for AT&T Stadium. 2 o'clock Saturday at Eagle Stadium in Allen. It is a 6A Division II state semifinal between the DeSoto Eagles and the South Lake Carroll Dragons. Two big brand name DFW powers collide, and it is going to be a lot of fun, specifically because both these teams are playing their best football right now. South Lake Carroll is coming off of avenging their only loss of the year. They turned a 17 point loss to Byron Nelson into a 49 point win. Yeah, and for all we talk about South Lake Carroll's quarterback factory, just see who's coaching them right now, this is a team that even as good as Graham Knowles, their quarterback is, they are at their best when they are running the ball with Riley Wormley and Davis Penn because their running game feeds their defense and they are playing lights out right now. This is a lot of fun to watch this South Lake Carroll team. For DeSoto, they are also playing their best football right now. Last week they just absolutely throttled district rival Cedar Hill to make it here to the state semifinals. And we need to start talking about Tiger Ryden, their running back, I think being perhaps the most impactful player in 6A football. What I mean by that is he was injured for a, a decent part of the season. And while he was injured, this DeSoto offense was really good. And now with him back, they just seem like they're on a different level. Quarterback DJ Bailey is playing better. Marvin Duffy, the other running back, is playing fantastic. They got a bevy of wide receivers out wide, including the superstar freshman Booby Feaster, and the defense is flying around right now. This game is really interesting. Can DeSoto stop the run? That's a big question. The other question for me is how much does Southlake Carroll have left in the tank? Because that was a big emotional win last week, they've got to reload and get ready for the defending champs. I think this game is going to be a whale of a ball game, but I think they've got to go with the defending champs. I think DeSoto moves on to the state championship game. 4 o'clock Saturday at McLean Stadium in Waco. It is a 6A Division II state semifinal between the Humble Summer Creek Bulldogs and the Civil of Steel Knights. When the Division II bracket came out, right back at the beginning of the playoffs, I think we all looked at all of the power kind of shifting to the D1 uh, bracket, especially in Region 3 and Region 4, and we were like, who's going to step up? Well, both these teams have stepped up in a big way and grabbed their regions by the horns, and it's been really fun to watch. For Civil of Steel, they won a gritty game over Dripping Springs last week, and there is no no doubting the talent on this team. Quarterback Chad Warner, wide receiver Jalen Cooper, they were able to run the ball pretty well with Jonathan Hatton last week, and they are they have dynamite players in the secondary, especially Alvin Williamson. This is a really fun Cibolo Steel team to watch when they're hitting on all cylinders, and they appear to be doing that right now. Humble Summer Creek survived the scare from Fort Bend Hightower last week. Uh, Blake Thomas, their quarterback and running back Lloyd Avant, put on the cape late in that one to come away with the win. They have a defensive game changer in the middle of their defense and linebacker Xavier Atkins, but they were a little touched up through the air last week, and that is going to need to be shored up because this is a passing attack from Steele that can take advantage of a secondary that is not up to snuff. 
Can Cibolo Steel slow down Lloyd Avant because Summer Creek absolutely runs the run the ball? And can Summer Creek shore up that secondary against what's going to be a high-flying Cibolo Steel attack? This is a classic semifinal, right? Houston versus San Antonio. I love these types of matchups. I give the edge to the Alamo City in this one. I think Cibolo Steel is heading for AT&T Stadium. 3 o'clock Saturday at Mesquite Memorial Stadium. It's a 6A Division I state semifinal between the Duncanville Panthers and the North Crowley Panthers. And it's a matchup of unbeatens. And if you want a game with dudes, this is a game with dudes. Okay, the talent level in this game is absolutely insane. This is a North Crowley offense that really feels like it's in full bloom right now. Quarterback Chris Jimerson has been fantastic. Running back Ashton Searle, he has a knack for breaking off that back-breaking run. He is a lot of fun to watch. For Duncanville, you know the dudes they've got, right? Colin Simmons on the defensive side. Quarterback Keelan Russell's been fantastic. DeCorey and Moore outside. Caden Durham at the running back spot. That big offensive and defensive line is so menacing. Uh, and, and for all of the North Crowley firepower, this game comes down to what it always comes down to when you play Duncanville, which is how well do you match up up front? Plain and simple. I do think North Crowley actually matches up pretty well up front, which could lend itself to a really fun game. But I think that Duncanville's skill talent is going to be a little bit too much for North Carolina to keep a cap on for 48 minutes. I think this game has a chance to really steal the show on Saturday, but I think Duncanville is heading back to a familiar place. I think the Panthers of Duncanville head back to AT&T Stadium. And 3 o'clock Saturday at the field in Pflugerville is a 6A Division I state semifinal between the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs and the Austin Westlake Chaparrales. It's another clash of titans. It's another matchup of unbeatens. It is another Austin versus Houston showdown. Yeah, I mean, if you're not into this, we can't be friends, plain and simple. Austin Westlake rumbled past rival Lake Travis last week on the strength of what they always do, which is running game with Jack Kaiser and their outstanding defense led by Elliott Shaper. Now, I think their quarterback, Reese Wise, has really grown into the role, but make no mistake, Kaiser is the heart and soul of that team, and their defense is what they're always going to lean on uh, with Coach Tony Salazar at the helm. They are fourth in scoring defense in all of Class 6A. Taking on a Galena Park North Shore team that also won a rematch last week when they knocked off Atascacita, and the talent here is unmistakable, right? Uh, when, you, when you take a look at Caleb Bailey at the quarterback spot, a legion of outstanding wide receivers, DeAndre Hardiman running the ball, and a staggeringly talented defense led by Devin Sanchez out wide. This team is really fun to watch, but we do need to talk about something with North Shore, which is something we haven't had to talk about with them for about the past five years, which is inconsistency. Plain and simple. Go look at the first half of three of their first four playoff games, right? They were 14-7 on Deer Park at halftime in the first, first round, okay? They were knotted up with Clear Springs at 14 in the second round, or yeah, the second round. And then last week, they were down to Atascacita 14-6 at halftime. Now, in all three of those games, they hit the Jets in the second half and outscored their opponents 90-28 to to pull away. But that is something to keep an eye on because if they start slow in this one, that could be trouble for them. That said, I think that what has been consistent for North Shore has been that defense. And that is where I think they have a pretty sizable advantage when they match up against the Westlake offense, which has been a little bit fits and starts at times. I think this game is really interesting just because of the brand names involved, but North Shore, I think, is a deserving favorite. I think the Mustangs head back to AT&T Stadium. And those are the picks. I picked all 20 state semifinal games this weekend, and now you can let me know what am I wrong about? Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of the 2023 Texas High School Football Playoffs and the 2023 Texas High School Football State Championship Games at texasfootball.com. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the state semifinals. We'll see you.